Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm basing my sermon today on the last reading from James. The first words in that reading are, be patient. We're told to be patient. Be patient until the coming of the Lord. Patience is defined as the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering. One author said, patience is also described as what you have when there are people watching. Or how about the little boy that was observed standing all alone in front of a department store escalator? A sales clerk approached him and asked if he was lost, to which he replied, no, I'm just waiting for my gum to come back. <laughs> he was patient. And, uh. Ask a five-year-old about patience as they gaze longingly at the gifts piled under the Christmas tree and they ask their weary parents for the umpteenth time, is it Christmas yet? Ask a woman who is nine months pregnant and approaching her due date about patience or the person experiencing kidney failure waiting for the phone to ring with news of a successful donor match. Author and motivational speaker John Gordon states, we want God to be like FedEx and deliver overnight, but some miracles take time. Things don't happen on our time. They happen in GPT, God's perfect timing. He tells us to keep trusting, praying, hoping, and believing. Waiting is hard for us now, and it was especially hard for early Christians, waiting for the coming of the Lord. Some first-generation believers have become so anxious and eager for Christ's return that they had grown impatient. James used the example of a farmer to demonstrate the patience required of those believers. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. Not all gamblers are in Las Vegas. It's a gamble every spring, spring to prepare the ground and purchase seed, fuel, and fertilizer. Will it be a wet spring with a delayed planting season? Will there be drought conditions in the summer? Will a hailstorm or damaging winds destroy the fields? A farmer must wait patiently for his crop to grow and must rely on God to provide the rain they need to be successful. Without the rain, a farmer will not survive. We all depend on God for what we need and all that we have. In the same way, we are to be patient as we wait for the Lord's return. Verse 8 reminds us that the Lord is near. Translation of the word near means close, but not yet arrived. Just as the farmer doesn't know when the rain will come, so we don't know when the Lord will return. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8 says, With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. Exactly when Jesus will return is not the point. What we do know is that he will return because Jesus has promised us that he would. Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. James cautions believers not to grumble or complain against one another. Turning against one another 
would not help the situation. In Matthew chapter 7, we hear, do not judge so that you may not be judged. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your, your own? When I hear the word grumble, all I can think of is the grumbler song that we used to sing in Sunday school. The ultimate judge is Christ, and he stands at the door to each of our hearts. James encouraged the early Christians to use the Old Testament prophets as examples of living faithfully, and that they also experienced suffering and were persecuted, but they didn't give up. James called for a patience marked for perseverance in the face of trials. Today, there are Christians throughout the world who are still experiencing suffering and persecution and need to be remembered in our prayers. The word advent means coming or expectation. The Old Testament points to Jesus as the one who was coming when God's timing was right. Prophets had long foretold the coming of God's Messiah, the one whom God would, had promised to save us from our sins. Another message of Advent is the one who has come is coming again. John 14.3 says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. In the book, I Love to Live the Story, authors Arden Mean and King Schoenfeld state, the Advent season deals with two comings of Christ, one when Christ was born hundreds of years ago, and one when he comes again in the future to reveal himself as our Savior. But there is a third coming of Christ the Advent season announces. That is when Jesus comes into our hearts and lives right now by his words so that we may believe in him. Martin Luther says, Christ has always been the life and light, even before his birth, from the beginning, and will ever remain so to the end. He shines at all times, in all creatures, in the Holy Scriptures, through his saints, prophets, and ministers, in his word and works, and he has never ceased to shine. In this season of Advent, the shepherds tend their flocks and keep watch under a dark winter sky, unaware of the events that are about to unfold. Mary ponders her future and that of her unborn child as the time to give birth draws near. Joseph is relying on God and his plans regarding the future. King Herod is safe and secure in his palace. The wise men in the east have not yet observed any portents in the sky. The world awaits God's promised son, the savior, the light of the world. We wait patiently with a sense of joy, anticipation, and wonder. In closing, I want to share some words written by American author and theologian Thomas Merton. The season of Advent means that there is something on the horizon, the like of which we have never seen before. What is possible is not to see it, to miss it, to turn just as it brushes past you, and you're left to grasp what it was that you missed. Like Moses in the cleft of the rock, watching God's back fade in the distance. So stay, sit, linger, tarry, ponder, 
wait, behold, wonder. For what there will be time enough for running, for rushing, for worrying, for pushing. For now, stay, wait. Something is on the horizon. Amen.